Hello, hello. Welcome to the Gay Racing Podcast. I'm Alex, alongside Zach. Um, hello. <laughs> I am recording this week because Zach's computer died. Um, how are you? It's going to die soon. <laughs> I'm going to kill it. Don't kill it. <laughs> well, did you enjoy the F1 race this weekend? Oh my God. How talk about drama. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, a little, you know, I, I'm a little bit of a racing purist, and that was a little bit of a NASCAR race, if I'm honest. Right, but right. At the start at least. Um, but the I have to say, like at the end, there were some interesting battles, even though Hungary is mm-hmm. not the best track. When there are passes, they are kind of intense, and that's what we saw yesterday. But, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, F1. I've been in an F1 mood since Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Um, shit's been good. Um, and we're going to talk We're gonna talk a lot, of, a lot of shit about F1 today, though. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. My favorite... But, like, my, just stuff. My favorite part of the race was probably the Alonzo-Hamilton battle. That was so fun to watch. Alonzo exactly what I off. That was great. He still knows how to drive a car. Like, yeah. I mean, he, wow, that was just fun. That was impressive. <laughs> I mean, he planted his car in the perfect way to make it so hard for Lewis to pass. Mm-hmm. And it took a mistake from him for Lewis to pass anyways. Um, so, because I was watching highlights this morning. I was like, yeah, no, that mm-hmm. was good. And, you know, that um, alone, what made it so Lewis couldn't get up there and win, because Lewis was, like, only yeah. three seconds behind Ocon at the end of that race. That much time behind Alonso cost yeah. him the race. I mean, there was other situations. He, he caught up the Vettel. But, he caught up the Vettel in the last lap, yeah. I believe. hmm Yeah. So he was fl- fucking flying. And you have to remember, though, Mercedes threw that race. They did. Be from the... Yeah. Like, I get it. You didn't want to be that first guy to do it, but it's like the track was literally dry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like come on, bro. You, you, like, they, ugh, I don't know, man. It's just like, even if you were the only one that went in and did it, mm-hmm. you, everyone else would have had to pit eventually. Right. You know, even if you were really slow, it's like for a few laps. Just, I, I don't know. It, it's hindsight 2020, of course, but. It, Mercedes for that race, but kind of okay. reminded me of a race I did on the F1 game. Actually, it was me versus Lewis <laughs> for the win, and it was raining. At, it was going to start raining midway through, and everyone pitted. <laughs> everyone put on enters except for Lewis. So Lewis in the game made two stops, and he finished like fifteenth. Everyone else went on enters when it started raining, but Lewis did two. I don't. Maybe he had wing damage or something. I don't. Like, I don't know, but. I don't know. It just really reminded me of that. Like, huh, it happened in real life, too, where he just screwed himself over on rain tires. Like, he just pitted for enters twice, or did he put soft, or did he put, like, he put soft tires on. on? I, he put soft like, on. I checked at the end. Yeah. Oh. Then, like, the next lap. Yeah, the AI... Yeah, they can be stupid in the game of strategy oh, yeah. with the rain, too. Like, they mm-hmm. used to, when I did 50% races back when I was doing that, Mm-hmm. Um, they would like they would pit way too much in the rain like you could yeah. almost drive the inters the whole race without mm-hmm. pitting um, or at least just one stop but they would do like two stops and then it's just like easy win yeah so that kind of sucks but now from my experience with at least 2021 they've been pretty good about like they've been pretty smart 
about strategy with, with rain. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about yeah, the, yesterday... let's talk about the incident on lap one. <laughs> that kind of yeah. Let's just like led start to everything, and because yeah. there's a lot to talk about. So, Christian Horner is going to be calling for Valtteri Bottas to be stoned <laughs> at this rate. Mm-hmm. I can't. I think people actually think he did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I Valtteri's never good on the initial starts anyway. Like most of the time, and then it's yeah. raining. Like, I, mm-hmm. like when you think about it, like this is kind he of destined to happen. Yeah, he started second, and then he was like fifth into the breaking zone. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, honestly though, I a lot of people are giving Valtteri shit, and like it is his fault. I just like, I I just kind of, I understand how you can make that kind of mistake. Yeah. Because it's it is wet, and yep. it's the start of the race, and you already he was already flustered from the bad start. Yep. Um. However, yeah, going up Lando Norris's ass. That's um, that's gay racing podcast out of context. Um, that's not, <laughs> that's never a good thing. <laughs> it's just it just wasn't gonna work. Um. And then the way the Red Bulls perfectly got involved in the, the incident, though, like they, they were oh, like perfectly was, aligned to get there. it was beautiful to see that. It was karma, like it was I'm karma, sorry, like honestly. Alex Albon's gonna have to recreate that now, though. <laughs> I can't. Did y'all hear about that? Yeah, I did. Okay. It, they made Alex Albon recreate the incident from Silverstone as evidence. No. <laughs> Poor Alex Albon. He's like, if I do this, can I just leave and go to IndyCar? If I do this, can I just leave? Like, like that's gonna guy. be why he's going to IndyCar. That's gonna be why. It's like, no. Christian Horner keeps dragging him around as a little ragdoll to do evidence for Max. I just can't. I I just don't. That was so stupid. I that mm-hmm. whole like Red Bull. I said this last week on Twitter. If they do not let that go. Max uh-huh. has, I don't know if he's let it go, but he's ready to move on from it. By the interview questions, Max Verstappen's ready to move on from it. Red Bull is not ready to move on from it. No. And I don't think that's good to win this championship when they're already losing momentum. And, and Lewis had, says that he's energized by people booing him. He's energized by all the hate he's got. Like, come on. Like, Lewis this is, Hamilton's going to win this championship. I think he will, actually. I love like, how it just flip-flops. I like, love it. it took two races to, for me to be like, yeah, no, Lewis is going to win this. Easy. Mm-hmm. not Maybe not easy, because it hasn't mm-hmm. been easy, but I just, and the engine, the uh, power mm-hmm. unit problems now for Red Bull, because you can only, I don't know if NASCAR is anything like this, but you can only have like a certain number of power unit um, mm-hmm. components. The F1 game has this. And Red Bull, they have to take like a nut, like their last one and we're yeah. only like halfway through the season. Yeah. It's like not going to, they're probably going to have to take a grid penalty at some race. So it's already just like, like they did, basically have a guaranteed grid penalty down the Did line. you see Christian Horner's comment that the reason he was so mad about the wreck at Silverstone is because they didn't put any money in the budget for wreck incidents? So that's why they were trying to, they were, that's why they were just trying to do anything as possible to get Lewis penalized to like make it more even. So in my mind, it's like, why it's a racing series. You need to be prepared for rest, right? They deserve, no, they are so stupid. Yeah. 
it's like when I read that comment, like, oh, so that's why you were so pissed off. But also, you're stupid <laughs> for not prepping for wreck. Like, they apparently put little to no series. money in wreck damage, apparently. That's what he said. And, that, and that's apparently why they were able to put more money toward their speed this year. It's because they didn't put any toward the wreck damage. Is what that I, why they're so good? I think that's what my hypothesis is, at least. I might be wrong. But, I'm getting up out of my chair, bro. What? <laughs> I might be wrong because I'm like a F1. No, but noob, that makes sense. But like, it makes sense, right? They didn't put their money, they didn't save money for rest. So they're using all their money to make their car better. Alex, they had their half season of glory and now <laughs> back to literally, no, I, I literally think it's going to be like 2020 out here. Lewis is just going to win like most of the races left in the season. Mm-hmm. Valtteri will be like, 10 seconds behind. Max will either be like five seconds behind Valtteri. He'll actually pass Valtteri or he'll DNF from mm-hmm. bad luck because he has bad luck. And Max is going to try so hard. I, I think he's just going to keep messing up. And I want to see because uh, we're going to have the summer break now for F1. They're back later this month. I, I wonder it'll be, we need a race where it's just clean because we haven't had that in a hot minute in F1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just clean and it's just pure racing no crazy incidents that that'll be the true indicator of what who where's everyone's mind at you know because we have no idea because right now i don't think red bull they've dug themselves a hole here lewis is just ready to keep going he's looking forward like and if and if i'm if my thought is true they've wrecked two cars in two weeks now two races in a row you know and it's like well where Where's this money going to go now? Yeah, now they got to so, keep rebuilding cars. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's um, the one thing about cost cap racing that mm-hmm. I feel like it might be kind of a weakness because it's like, anytime, like, you always have to account that you're going to have to rebuild a car. It is a racing yeah. series. You're right. Like, mm-hmm. I think Christian Horner is a dumbass um, just in general, mm-hmm. but that yeah. confirms it. It's so it's like in NASCAR, I, I think. I don't know if they have cost caps in place. I don't think they do. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think they've talked about it. Yeah, they've talked about it. That's probably why um, I always got confused. Because it's mm-hmm. like NASCAR, there's so many unlucky ways to get in a wreck, just from the nature mm-hmm. of the racing. Like the obvious Daytona stuff, obviously, but mm-hmm. also just like um, Goodyear is not always reliable. You have just like restarts every race and a big wreck could always happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in NASCAR, it's like NASCAR is like a good example of like I feel cost cap racing could like it's just it's a hard line. It's really mm-hmm. hard because I, 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 I kind of do feel for Red Bull. But at the same time, if you didn't plan at all for wrecks, you're fucking stupid. Right. Um, but now they've wrecked like two races in a row. They've also gotten no points two races in a row, and the yep. momentum is really out of their favor now. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird balance. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is more economic, uh, eco friendly, eco friendly. Yeah. And you know, a few weeks ago, we were saying on here like, "Oh, Max is probably going to run away. Red Bull's going to win the constructors. Mercedes is back on top of the constructors now. Yeah, and Lewis, is, Lewis is the point leader. Things have flip like hmm. you were saying like hmm. that fast and and you know max ended up racing up the 10th he got a point that could be really crucial if this stays close yeah. the whole way and then well, lewis ended up 
being scored second. We'll talk right. about the Vettel stuff later. But right. those points, it's going to add up. Like, every point matters, I think, right now. Yeah. So, Max, did he get that po- – did he finish 10th? Like He might have got ninth Vettel? now that – I think he yeah. got ninth now because of the Vettel okay. penalty. Yeah. So, that means – really, though, it helps Lewis more because where Lewis is, yeah. you get a lot more points per position. Mm-hmm. So, yep. really, that Vettel penalty actually hurts Verstappen even more. Yeah. <laughs> so- and at this – if this ends up staying, against Red Bull. <laughs> it, it, I saw a lot of tweets about that. People are actually say that there's. Oh my god! <laughs> I, you know, if this stays close as it is, though, that penalty is going to be talked about. That's going to be. Penalty? Oh yeah, oh, like if yeah, because that's like what three points, three four points between second and third. For it's Hamilton, like three. So. Like he three. Lewis got three more points, and Max would just get one more point. I think. Yeah. Yep, pretty sure. So, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. This is, spicy. this is spicy. Um, let's talk about uh, Esteban Ocon, who ended up winning the race. Hmm. Wait, hold on. Before that, huh? yeah. Do you think that red flag was necessary, though? Oh yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Like, stop throwing red flags. I'm so over it. Jesus. So. Once again, there was debris all over the place, and it's like, okay, I get it. But, like, I would have liked to see what the race would have been like if we actually had the rain for a bit, because it dried out during the whole red flag, Yeah, right? I understand like, the debris part and, like, why you need to stop the cars. I just think when they throw a red flag, they take, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, and then you were already on Twitter, like, this red flag's taking so long. And then they said, 15 more minutes of red flag. It's like, for what? Like, it doesn't take them that long to clean up debris. I know it doesn't. It just mm-hmm. can't. Like, that's just not a thing. I'm sorry. Like, like I, if- saw, I saw people on Twitter saying, oh, they're just trying to let Red Bull fix Max's car. Like, I doubt it's anything like that. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what they were waiting for exactly. Maybe they saw the rain was clearing. I don't know. I feel like there's, but- like... Because you think about F1's red flag procedure and how they can, mm-hmm. like, repair cars during mm-hmm. the red flag, I still don't even know if I like that rule anyways. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I do. But it might be, it's like, once you throw a red flag, you have to give the teams a certain amount of time because you can't yeah. just be like, all right, let's go back racing. And they're already, like, they got all their tools out and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, because a NASCAR, a red flag, it's as easy as being like, okay, now get back going. Like, you know, yeah, especially yeah. if the drivers didn't leave their cars. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's probably to do with their procedures, like with red flags and letting yeah. the teams fully just work on the cars. I think if they got rid of that, it would be easier to just have a red flag for like a few minutes, get the debris gone, and then it's, you know, safety car. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the concept because I've never, I never grew up with that. Have, being able to work on your car during a red flag. Yeah, and then they I, actually I like restart it. the race, too. Like, yeah. Not like restart, restart, but it's just like they standing start, and it's just like... Yeah. But that's such a NASCAR thing, though. Mm-hmm. It's a double-file restart. Is there a way of and getting a double-file it was restart? Really, it was really goofy, because Lewis restarted on his own. Like, I was like, how'd that happen? But everyone else so, like, did. So would the race have restarted from pit road? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Like, the lights right? would have went out, and then they all just come off the pit road. But how how do they know when the lights go out if no one is there to line up? 
You know what I mean? I because guess they just only- do it, and then their people on the radio are like, "Okay, lights out, go go go." Maybe. Like, I don't know. I just thought that was goofy. Like it was funny, but I'm like, hmm. It's just weird. like I wanted to see what would happen if Lewis pitted. I get it. Probably would just be like. Maybe I think they would. Once- they would have just had the lights go out on the track with no one there. They, the TV probably wouldn't have even shown that. They would have just had the cars coming off pit road. It's like okay, once they're off pit road, they're racing again. That's my guess. But they have to start from pit lane though, so I'm cons- I'm just like, mm. I guess it's not important. It's just weird, isn't it? It's just like we shouldn't have had the red. Well. Not that we shouldn't have had the red flag, because I do understand the breathing all over oh, the yeah. track. There you should have been a red flag. Yeah, but it's just like it was really I just, long. I don't like F one style red flags. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, IndyCar style red flags, where it's like no one can touch the cars, then Will Power's car overheated, right? Right. So there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I ran F one though, I'd fix it. I, I'd get, I'd find some way to fix it, but yeah. I don't run F one. Anyways, just wanted to mention that. Did not like yeah. that red flag, but it is what it mm. is. Esteban Ocon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Was not on my radar at all. <laughs> yeah. I He got a really good start by avoiding, you know, all the incidents. Mm-hmm. And then that won him the race, really. <laughs> like, <did. laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's unfortunate but... that it wasn't more than that, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, he had to keep running consistent lap times. He had to hold off Vettel, which I know Vettel got disqualified, but he didn't know that. So he had to hold off Vettel to win the race. Vettel was giving him a bit of a fight. Yeah. And he had to go through the lap traffic and everything. Like, he, I think he earned it. Like, he had to make it through that wreck. He didn't make a mistake. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. He definitely earned it. It's just, like, it's a little subdued. A little, Mm -hmm. like, it's a little lame, I guess. Well, I... I didn't think it was lame. I loved the victory celebration. Like right. he was running and he was so excited. Like he I love that. He was running so fast. It, <laughs> Everyone was running. Him and Vettel yeah. were both running. <laughs> yeah. It, but Lewis reminded, was the one on the podium ready to like pass out. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Uh, uh-huh. He's apparently okay. He went up getting like fluids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought this reminded me of Elio Castroneves' Indy 500 win. Like yeah. that, that victory celebration. They just like kept wa- following him and he was just running. He looked at the camera going, yeah, I get like a fist bump mm-hmm. and everything. I don't know. It was really cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to say about Ocon. I never really That's why him, it's just like, but... I don't have much to say about his actual race. Cause I feel right. like he, he did the do TV, a good job. The TV mainly focused on Lewis, which I think yeah. was the right call. Right, because again, nothing really happened up front besides the few moments Vettel pressured mm-hmm. Ocon and when they pitted. Right. Like, that was really it. Like, if this were a NASCAR broadcast, not to bash on NASCAR again, but, like, we'd probably only be following Ocon by himself, you know, the whole time. Right. NASCAR on Fox, but, yeah. So, I'm really glad we got to see the Alonso-Hamilton fight, because that really was what decided who won this race. Really. Yeah. Because if Alonzo did hold them off, which, by the way, Alonzo is Ocon's teammate at Alpine, so he's holding off Lewis for, like, how long was that? Like, 10 it was plus like, laps? It was at least seven laps, I feel like. Man, that was so fun, and Lewis, like, I Lewis thought he was going to get him, and he had to back off. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. I. It was intense. If, if you didn't watch the race, I highly suggest trying to find a clip of it. 
Yeah, like, because so honestly, from a passing perspective, the race mm-hmm. fucking sucked, right? Because uh-huh. there was, like, basically... It's hard to pass a, there. Right, like, turn one, two, and then, like, four were the only places people really made passes. And that's how Hungary is. You have to go yeah. set something up in the turn one. And that's just the nature of Formula One right now. But, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's not like I'm surprised. It's just still, like, a little frustrating. Um but mm-hmm. even then, though, there was still good action. Oh, yeah. Right. And it was still, like, mostly a pure race. Yeah. So, I enjoyed it. This was probably one of my favorite races of the year, honestly. Really? And I think it, I think it was really because of the Alonzo Hamilton fight. And That's I'm going to remember that for a long time. I was very engaged into the race the entire time, if I'm yeah. honest. because Probably because I had no idea how far up Lewis was going to get. Right. And that was really exciting to watch. Like if Lewis pitted and didn't have that, I don't know how exciting this race would have been. He would have run away with it. So I think that really helped the race in a lot of regards. And it made the championship really intense. It's like, oh my God, Lewis might only get one point and Max might not get any. Oh my God. Like it was so Mm -hmm. good. It was so intense all throughout. Before Lewis even got by Max, everyone Mm -hmm. was like, oh shit, he's going to get by Max. But then Mercedes played it brilliantly. Yeah. Mercedes got right around so good. Oh my god! Man, yeah, I was no. like, Max is gonna wreck him or something. Like I, I, I thought Max was gonna wreck him, like literally. And then you had Gasly for AlphaTauri was holding Lewis off for trying to for a bit. That was interesting. Yeah. Hungary, it's really easy to like not wreck somebody, of course, because mm-hmm. it's F one. But like, you, like um, those fast turns, like the two, three, and four complex, it's really easy to accidentally not give someone room. Yeah. Like, it, it's just Schumacher and Verstappen, that battle. <gasps> oh, yeah. 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 That I was awesome. That that, that was almost bad. <laughs> <That was laughs> Mick little... Schumacher, that was awesome. He was given Max a race. The, Mick Schumacher in the F1 race has been racing a lot like that. Like, he's just been, yeah, he's been there, dude. You really have to mm-hmm. work to pass him. He's going to be good one day, man. I'm, Oh, he, for I sure. can't wait for him to get to Ferrari because I know that's where he's going to go one day. Like, he, obviously. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope that he gets, if uh, Raikkonen retires, I kind of hope they promote Mick up to Alfa Romeo. Yeah. I'd like to see that, at least get out of Haas. Yeah, because you know? Haas is a little, you know, toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was, so many good battles. Um, are you going to talk about the man of the weekend, though? The true man of the weekend? The true man of the... Oh, yes! I was like, who are you talking about? Sebastian Vettel! Yes! Sebastian... Gay icon! Sebastian Vettel! <laughs> I didn't... I, like, knew he was, like, very supportive. Uh-huh. I didn't realize he'd show up to Hungary with a gay outfit. Like, a oh, rainbow yeah. shirt, rainbow mask. He was ready for pride. Like, he, he was, was ready. ready for pride! He has more <laughs> rainbow clothes than I do! Yeah, me too. I don't have I that. I love him! <laughs> He's, I love like, him. I yeah. want to give him a hug. I love him. I like. We have so much to talk about. So first, let's yeah. establish the background of like the the context. Mm-hmm. So Hungary, um, Alex, you know more about this than I do, but they have like they basically banned quote unquote gay propaganda, which, mm-hmm. from what you explained to me, just sounds like being gay. That's yeah. propaganda, pretty apparently. much. Um. And then, like, then I realized, like, shit, like, that means, like, we literally could not go to Hungary. Like, yep. like there's an F1 race there, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like 
I, I guess, I don't know if like gay F1 people would be protected, you know? Like what? Is, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know all the details of the law. They just, it just says like LGBT propaganda. They, they, they yeah. call it propaganda because it's like, they don't think it's, it's just like, you don't want to be, they don't want people promoting it basically. Right. Well, think about the, the tobacco, the tobacco yeah. laws, how Ferrari can only run their um, mission win now Mm-hmm. logos at certain races yeah in the f1 game i run a rainbow halo uh-huh. i i'm literally i mean i am gay and uh-huh. my head canon is that i'm openly gay i'm an openly gay driver what then what happens like are you right are you not allowed to like be at the hungarian grand prix with your I mean, we had the We Race as One stickers last year, but, you know, mm-hmm. we've discussed that before. I bet it's, they'd be like, don't run the rainbow sticker. Or well, I bet they'd be like, what we're going to talk about. They'd be like, talk to us after the race, you know? I think it's more I like... like that. I think, because the Re-Race as One thing was, like, it was so vaguely, like, not LGBT-related. Like, uh-huh. it was. But then the but logo for was a it. rainbow. Yeah, it never actually said it was for LGBT. It really never yeah. said anything, actually. It didn't say so anything. That's no. why it was allowed, I feel like. You know, no one yeah. really got in trouble for it. Whereas Sebastian Vettel, his shirt said, like, love or something. like Same love. Same love. That is very almost directly referring to same-sex, like, yep. romance. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's like if it's directly saying like because if you have a rainbow if it's just a rainbow okay it's just a rainbow but it's just a rainbow yeah it's like if an, a gay F1 driver is like I'm gay hello yep mm-hmm. I like men nope I don't think that'd be I feel like they'd get in trouble like not just F1 trouble you know right. what I mean you also, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how that works that's just something I, I want to bring up right so Sebastian Vettel wore this whole get up right his shoes had rainbows on him he had the gay shirt the mask was even a rainbow, yep. all that. Then after the race, they, the stewards called him to go talk to, they wanted to go talk to him after the race. And mm-hmm. he's like on the post-race shows and they're like, yeah. do you know why they were they're calling you? He's like, well, it's probably because I wore, I wore the shirt from the national anthem. Yeah. And then Sebastian says, what do you think about that to the reporter? It was the funniest thing he threw it right back at him and the reporter's like uh, 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 I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not a, I'm not a steward I'm not a steward <laughs> Seb was trying to challenge him to say like oh that's stupid duh like it's a duh answer right. so then Seb so Seb, Seb says well they can take away my second place which they did for something else <laughs> they, can, <laughs> yeah. they, can, they can take away my second place I don't care I would do it again like and then he said another comment to someone else that I read that like he was opposing the government's law and like was standing up for what is right. It's basically what he yeah. said. Um, you know, I was talking about this with a friend last night. He's using his privilege as both a white man and a champion of the yeah, series. Like an F1 driver. Like yeah. the, the, his people listen to him. Yeah. You know, people exactly. pay attention to him. And that is really cool and you know as a gay man like that means a lot to me and he like, literally risked his like um yeah. like really i mean you we don't really know how much he risked if i'm honest well based on aston martin's twitter the race team's twitter they've been very supportive of it they've been posting all kinds of pride stuff like 
your Seb shoes, hashtag pride, <laughs> like stuff like that. It's been cute. Yeah, and it's like they got the hashtag I am pride because like, yeah, that AM is Ashton Martin, um, mm-hmm. which I really love. Um, but yeah, no, he like, I mean, he literally was willing to give up his second place finish just to do that again. He said he would like, do it again. He said he, he, said would. he would do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and took it know... away anyways. <laughs> like, like, I just, that made me kind of emotional in a moment. Like, I just, right. I was really touched by that. And mm-hmm. I have never felt like this about a race car driver. I felt so, yeah. like, moved by it. Like, me no too. other race car driver has really done that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, has any other race car driver, like, explicitly been, like, gay rights besides, like, Lewis Hamilton? Right. You know? Like... Right. And, you know, Seb was very outspoken in all of his post-race interviews about it. Like, I don't... He basically said, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. like it's the right he thing the to do. It's basically what he said. He did. He, like, best finish of the year. He don't know. Gay rights. Fuck that. Like... Yeah. <laughs> And his helmet had a rainbow on it. Like he was right. all decked out. He That's was ready. Such a big deal. It is uh-huh. such a big deal. Honestly. He was on the podium. Like he was doing all of his interviews on the podium with a rainbow mask on. That's so right. cool. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, Hungarian government. There was gay rights at the F1 race on the podium, even. So propaganda. <laughs> yeah, propaganda. <It's> walking <laughs> propaganda in the number five car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do want to say, like. When I first started F1, started watching F1, like very casually, like in 2010, that is when Seb was dominating. And right. I liked him a lot. And now to see that, he's like the first driver I like actually heard of in F1. And yeah. now he's doing this. That means a lot to me. And then when you think about it, the two best drivers of the 2010s in F1, Lewis Hamilton and, and Sebastian Vettel, are the two drivers that are standing up for this stuff. That's They're a so huge deal. It's so like, huge. Like, that is if Dale Jr. and Chase Elliott showed up wearing, like, gay rights shirts. And I don't think that would happen. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big deal. I could see Dale Jr. doing it. But that's a huge deal. That's a, for a global series of two dominant drivers of the 2010s decade. That's awesome. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Yeah, you said it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just a huge deal. You can't get bigger than hamilton little right but and and you know like mick schumacher's worn some shirts a handful of times too. right like there's other drivers there's other it's drivers that have team. yeah like there's other drivers but it's seb and lewis are the two that have really done a lot and i, I think that's huge because they're the champ most dominant drivers of the last decade the f1 drivers have been so outspoken a lot of them have been a lot and of i don't know if yeah. it's because they realize how big they are because like mm-hmm. you don't really see that in IndyCar, but then again, it's like IndyCar is not even that big to begin mm-hmm. with. NASCAR is a little bit different because it's big in mm-hmm. America at least. Right. So you think their voices, but you know NASCAR's culture is like directly opposite right. of being outspoken in those kind of issues. Yep. So it's a weird balance, but yeah, that I you almost don't expect it, especially from if I'm honest, Sebastian Vettel and Mick Schumacher, they're white men. Yeah. Presumably straight and, white men. You don't. They and, don't have. Amy and look at and look at Mick Schumacher. He is has the last name Schumacher. Yeah, if you're a racing fan. You know that name. That's a big Hamilton, deal. Hamilton, Vettel, and Schumacher support yeah. gay rights. That's a fucking big deal, dude. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's really cool. I love. I will. Mick. 
And Lewis Hamilton also put on his Instagram story, like a paragraph saying like he condemns the Hungarian law and all that. So I think Lewis and Seb are the only two that actually directly mentioned it. Yeah. This, like this weekend. But you know, like we've seen little subtle. Big, like, kinda, it feels like a risk. It feels oh, like a it's risk. A, definitely a risk. And I'm very curious when they go to Saudi Arabia, that's going to be a big teller. Lewis of, is going to have a lot of shit to say. A lot of shit I, to say. I hope he I, wins. I think Lewis is going to say something. And you know what? The way Seb's acting, I could see him just bringing in gay flags. and all. <laughs> I don't know. Those two, I'm very curious how that's going to go whenever they go there. For sure. Yeah, That's the power of Formula One. And by the way, think- by the way, even the U.S., when they go to Texas, bring in some gay pride there, too. <laughs> like, come on. Hey, they'll be there. There's there's rumors that they will be there for two weekends at Coda. Yeah. Um, for the the U.S. Grand Prix and then what they're gonna call the Texas Grand Prix, the second oh, okay. week, whatever whatever weekend was not originally scheduled to make mm-hmm. up for well, one of the races. I don't know if it was Singapore that they're making up for. I or not, it might be Canada. No, because mm-hmm. Austria's second race made up for Canada. They're whatever to make up for one of the missed races. Yeah. Um. They're probably going to have the second race at Coda. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned to this um, to Alex before the before we started recording. I think we don't know. We know mm-hmm. the second sprint qualifying format will be at Monza, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're going to have it at one of the Coda weekends or just the single Coda weekend because it's literally just such it's so perfect for the American audience. Yeah, I definitely see it happening. Um, that's just a thought I wanted to put into y'all's brains, because um, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm saying it now. So when it becomes true, I'm gonna be like, "Yep, I, I knew it. I fucking knew it." Because Coda's a pretty good track for that too. There's there's a lot mm-hmm. of um, you know, there's a decent amount of passing zones. So yeah, yeah. that's all I wanted to say. Cool. Um, anything else on Formula One? Um, um, besides Sebastian Vettel's the legend, yeah, man, man <laughs> of the race. Like, yeah, Esteban Ocon won the race, but Sebastian Sebastian Vettel won our hearts. The fuel thing. How do you feel about that fuel thing for him getting... Oh, right. Yeah, talk about that real quick. Um, so I didn't really understand the rule at first. So apparently, if yeah. you like, don't have an, a certain amount of fuel in your tank, you get a disqualification. Uh, in, in my NASCAR brains, I grew up with NASCAR. I'm like, well, that's stupid. You finished the race. Like, it's... Who cares? Um... Like, I, I feel like there's probably more to it. It's I so, like... Because F1, they don't refuel during the, during the race. So they right. have, like, a certain amount that they have in there. But So they must have been, like, it must, they must have pushed it too close or something to what they want. It's, so. it's mainly... They, F1, the rule is they want a liter of your fuel after the race so they can, like, inspect it. Okay. Um, and So if there was no fuel in there... Like, if there's no fuel, they can't check to see if they didn't right. manipulate the fuel, is what you're saying. And apparently, okay. they don't check every car. They check, like, every, you know, a few cars by random. Uh-huh. So, it's, like, because, so, he just got kind of unlucky. And he mm-hmm. had, like, um almost half a liter. And you need a liter of fuel. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little, like, why can't you just do this before the race? Because they can't refuel anyways. So, right what's the harm in just doing it before the race but mm-hmm. i guess i understand um i mean like it's just a little 
it's kind of ironic because Seb was like, they can take away my second place. They can do that. So now we yeah, will people, not because you're gay, but we yeah. will. Like, <laughs> it, it's you know, like I know hey, it's right. a rule. You, so. <laughs> I know it's a rule in the rules, but it's like it's kind of fishy. It looked fishy to me. It's like, oh, they're just gonna find anything they can to disqualify them, aren't they? But no, I, yeah. I like read up on it, and it's like, no, this is an actual thing. Like this wasn't because someone of that. else got DQ'd for it last year. I feel like I just don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, who was it? I want to say it was one of the Ferraris. It Probably Charles because he has no luck. <laughs> Fucking yeah, he wrecked, he wrecked yesterday, and then Science had a pretty good showing. Science Ferraris—they're getting so close to winning. They're getting so close to winning. They've—they've they've had. I could see they've it improved happen. this year. I don't know how good their straight line speed is, but Monza's coming up, and mm-hmm. you know if they win there, it's going to be a big fucking deal. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, the next few races, so we have their summer break. It's like three weeks off. Mm-hmm. NASCAR fans, I don't know what the fuck they do. We had three weeks off. Jesus. Well, we had two, and they both had a heart attack. So. Oh my god! Just watch the fucking Olympics. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> damn. That, that's what it's there for, dude. Like, mm-hmm. shit. I've honestly liked it, mainly because I'm moving, but I've been moving, but also, like, I get a break from it, and I can just, like, do other things. Yeah, and as a actual Olympic watcher, it's, like, nice, like, yeah. and also, it's just, like, well, do y'all want that, or do y'all want the races to be on fucking CNBC, because... Right, right. Like, come on, bro. You know, it's also good for the teams and the drivers and the media like it's they all get a break and yeah. i think they deserve that so yeah because when i was younger honestly i hated weeks off but now i really do appreciate them right um, especially like being more grown up and having more things to do than just watch nascar so. right well speak of nascar we took two weeks off ourselves and we yeah. missed two nascar races on here uh really quick should we uh go over them real quick do you think I- yeah, I guess. <laughs> I um, didn't really watch Atlanta much because I was on my staycation. Uh-huh. I just um what so Kurt Bush got his yearly win, right? Yep, Kurt Bush got oh. his annual win. That race right. was really good, in my opinion. This was the last race on the old Atlanta surface before they reconfigure it tragically. Mm-hmm. Um yep. the, they needed the repave during the reconfiguration. We talked about it. Not a yeah, fan. Goofy. I'm looking up the last time Kurt Busch had a winless season because I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> it it might have been when he was at Phoenix racing. I oh, guess. Duh. Oh, yeah, 2013 or 2012 and then 2013. Mm-hmm. That was a dumb question, but... <laughs> he almost did win in that 51 car, though, at Sonoma. He came close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's, Kurt Busch is kind of underrated, not going to lie. He's and really underrated. Every time Kurt Busch wins... Honestly, I don't know why. It's such a feel-good win. It always is. Like, why is that? It's just so, like... I think it's a lot because we've seen him at his worst. Yeah. And now he's, like, he's really grown as a person. And now he's always so excited because he knows any win could be his last win, I think. Because it's looked like that a few times for him. It has. Because he only wins, like, once a year. Yeah. And he really soaks it in now. And the fans love him, which never seen that come if like i watched in the early 2000s as a kid i knew he everyone hated him i then kyle bush came in and he was even more hated so 
that's shocking really and it's hard to take in like oh my god kurt bush is a fan favorite that is weird yeah it's really weird it's really cool he's, though so he's gone one two he's only gone three seasons where he's run mm-hmm. full time with that wait he's only gone three seasons without a win i believe uh-huh. so that was his rookie season in 2001 and then 2012 and 2013 when he was um not at like either penske or you know Stuart haas right that's impressive i'm gonna have to really say impressive. That's impressive like and how many career wins he has 33 career wins that's impressive yeah. but yeah he's had this streak of six straight years with just one win mm-hmm. and he's done that too he's been with so many teams too yeah, Roush, Pinsky, Phoenix, uh, Haas, Ganassi. Yeah, Furniture Road, too. But like four major somewhere teams else next year. Furniture Road, too. Yeah. Like he's won with four different teams. And that's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That's impressive. That's just everywhere impressive. he goes. Everywhere he goes, he makes them better. Or at least a car he's in better, too. Yeah. And that goes so, in the silly season. Because <laughs> I, will, I will say, remember he was at Furniture Row. They were not good until Kurt Busch got in that 78 car, and then they went on to win a championship a few years later. Right. So, right. I, he, I, he definitely had to play a part in that. Because, like, definitely. you're going to get a lot more from Kurt Busch than you do from Regan Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Regan Smith. <laughs> Dude, there's a um, swimmer called Regan Smith. <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That shit was funny. Is he a conspiracy theorist? No, she is a... Oh, it's a um, she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I already... made the same mistake. Brooke, she really? tweeted, she's like, sorry, I don't watch the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Brooke. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, Atlanta, the only thing I remember was Kurt and Kyle battling. I remember yeah. Ross Chastain um, horrifically doing his fucking job, um, oh, helping yeah. Ganassi get a win. God. <laughs> Like damn, NASCAR I fans, would just ask them. Mm-hmm. Or um, I would simply have a racing series that wasn't so controlled by aerodynamics, but whatever. Right. Like I, <laughs> I loved that race. Actually, the end of it, it was really exciting. I did intense. not, I did not like that it was decided by arrow. But like, you know what? That's how it is. So Ross yeah. Chastain did the right thing. Chip we were lucky racing to get a battle the right at all, thing. If I'm honest. Yeah, we really were. <laughs> um. So Kyle Busch was pissed, but it's like, I, I get it. Um, that's just how it, that's just how NASCAR racing is right now is you have to get arrow and just Ross Chastain knew that. And he held up Kyle Busch and let Kirk get away. Yep. That's, it was exciting watching it. And, you know, it's really notable. This was Chip Ganassi's, their, that team's going away. Uh, Trackhouse could bought it. Could be their last win. So really happy for chip ganassi specifically regarding that because yeah. you never know he might not win another nascar race mm-hmm. yeah and i know he's passionate about racing and it took mm-hmm. a, it took him a lot to get out of nascar i mean you know it's an offer he couldn't refuse that's literally what he said yeah um so yeah i'm happy for that whole race team winning um it was a good battle mm-hmm. with kyle um but yeah, I don't remember anything. I didn't really. Well, I didn't really watch the race, so because uh, I was at right. the bar during most of it. So, <laughs> and then we had New Hampshire. Uh, this race was. I didn't have high expectations for it. I was actually at IKEA during the start of it. I wasn't going to watch because I knew 
Is that, is we're I always we're... at some fucking place besides our TV. Because <laughs> I knew that one, this race probably wasn't gonna be that good, which we'll get to that. And then I was like, it's New Hampshire. Eh. Anyway, the race is it's raining. So let's start there. They start the race. And it's uh it is drizzling. It's drizzling. And NASCAR throws the green flag. And then like three Gibbs cars go straight into the wall. It was one like, or something. It was not lap one. It was oh, wasn't it? lap like they ran a few green fly laps. Okay. And because yeah, you didn't watch the start. And then no, it I was didn't. just like one lap. Kyle Bush goes into turn one. Uh-huh. Ass sideways. <laughs> at, like just fucking lost it. Truex uh-huh. was second. He also kind of lost it. Um and that's the thing. Then everyone sees them losing it, and they're like, "Okay." They start backing off. A few other guys have problems, mm-hmm. like Hamlin. Hamlin then also, like, yeah. hit the wall. Um. So yeah, it was unfortunate because if you're the leader in that situation, you are going to get fucked because there's no one else to slow down mm-hmm. or to wreck in front of you to tell you to slow down. You know? Right. That's just so unfortunate. And then it was kind of NASCAR's fault because it's just like apparently teams were like, "Uh, it's kind of wet." Mm-hmm. It's kind of wet. I think you should do something about it. You'll y'all love throwing the yellow flag any other time. Come on. So NASCAR, didn't they? Bl- I'm kind of vaguely remembering this. Didn't they blame the pace car driver for telling him the track was ready? Didn't they do that? They said something about that. They they, they were like, oh yeah, the the pace car driver said it was fine. Yeah, so they just threw they just threw all the blame on the pace car driver. <laughs> maybe it's because the pace car. Let's see. Maybe because it has treaded tires. I don't know. Right. Maybe. Maybe it's a streetcar with treaded tires. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What the fuck? That's not actually expressing the tires in the corner to begin with. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, like, yeah, you've seen the F1 safety car, right? That's an actual, like, I believe what they say because they fall ass around those corners. Yeah, they, they fly around there. <laughs> They're basically driving a race car at that point. Like, uh-huh. the way they fly around F1 tracks, it's really funny. But NASCAR safety cars, no, they chill. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't blame them. They're a, they're a fucking pace car. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're not supposed to race. So, I, it's just like, I I don't know. You you have to, I don't, like, I, I understand it's hard to tell if the track is wet sometimes. But at the end of the day, when uh-huh. you're NASCAR, you, you cannot drop the ball on that. And they drop the ball on it. Yep. You know, it's, like it's something every week with NASCAR. It every is. week, there's there's something, something goes wrong. Like Atlanta, it was like a reconfiguration. Like no one wanted it, but here we are. And then New Hampshire, they start the race where it's raining. And That's a new inevitable. segment for us. We just predict what the controversy is going to be for the week. Bro, what's going to so Watkins Glen? Okay, let's make one right now. Watkins Glen, what's going to go wrong? So I'm trying to think. <laughs> I feel like either people will be like, no, we need to run the boot, or four numbers were announced today. Um, well, not announced, but like, well, Adam Stern reported them. They'll be announced so, in the next week or so. Yeah, or it's going to be fucking, um, maybe like, I don't know, Chase, uh, maybe something will happen with Chase Elliott because uh-huh. he's like likely to win. I don't know. Right. I can't think of it. We'll get to it later. Anyways, <laughs> back to. But yeah, no, there's every week there's something. Um and, and it's, then uh, it's most it's usually avoidable too. It's it is usually avoidable. It is, it really is. I mean, like, I get it. Like, 
the thing is, what oh, what did I say during New Hampshire? I said the 2001 All-Star Race and something had a baby because it was like, oh, no, the 2007 Kansas race. Yeah. Because it ended. Tr- okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that. What? Huh? The, how do you end the race 10 laps short? Like, I get it. Yeah. But. So, yeah. I, what I think they should have done is say. Like, so they had the race going, like they were right. in a rain delay and they were going to restart it. What they should have done is come up with this plan before they restarted the race. Right. Or like have a rule already in place where it's like, hey, we're going to do this rather than just make something up on the fly. I'm just glad they announced it. Normally, they probably wouldn't have. They probably just been, okay, 10 to go. Go ahead. Go. At least they didn't do that. Right. I thought they were going to throw a caution for it. I, for, I, don't know I thought why. so, I thought, too. I thought, I thought they so were going to like throw a caution to do it. I'm like, oh, no. no we're not actually mm-hmm. doing a 10-to-go rule, are we? Um, in my opinion, what they should have done when stage two ended, they should have like calculated how long that. the last stage was going to take and then be mm-hmm. like, okay, let's just cut off 20 laps. Right. Just to be I would have been fine with that. I really would. Yeah. In my opinion, it is very fucked up. Mm-hmm. to shorten the race while the race is that close to the end. Right. Christopher Bell went from having 20 laps to chase down Eric Amarola to then that gets cut in half. Like, yeah. I know NASCAR races don't have that much strategy to begin with, mm-hmm. but I just feel like that's so unfair. Right. That's just unfair. It's just like Christopher Bell could have been saving his tires or something, you know? Was, you, know you, don't, you never know. He said he was very frustrated because he thinks he could have caught him, caught El Marola if they didn't do the 10 to go when they did. Right, but if he knew that like an hour before that he was going to have that many laps, he could have have raced differently. He could have raced harder earlier in the run. You don't know if they're saving tires or not. Like, it's just, you just can't, in my opinion, you cannot do that. That is a big, like, red flag on NASCAR from me. That and you know they fuck up a lot in my opinion, but that was bad. Yeah, like that's worse than like letting the cars go and turn one way. <laughs> like honestly, because you, yeah, yeah, I can see how you can fuck that up. I cannot see how you sit there and you're like, yeah, no, it's gonna be we're gonna take ten laps off, like with right. twenty to go. That's and fucked. so, so now that they've done that, they have a past occurrence where they can just be in the middle of stage three and say, you know what, there's something we don't like about the track. Ten to go. There's like a hundred to go. We're gonna do ten to go instead, just, just for fun. Just for funsies. Like, I I think that literally gives them the reasoning. Like, oh yeah, we've done this in the past now, so now they're they're gonna have the. I don't. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying like they have that in their back pocket now for whenever they want to. Because I, I don't like that. I don't trust I them with that. I understand tracks cannot have lights. All tracks cannot have lights. It's a lot of money. New Hampshire's contract with the town is in says it cannot have lights. Really? It, yeah. Oh. I was reading that. It was Bob Pockers, I think. I mean, hey, that's fair enough, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, also, we also could have had earlier start times. We could start the race at um twelve o'clock instead of <laughs> instead of three o'clock. <laughs> I just got really close to the camera. That was <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> We could also just start the race at a reasonable time. Um, yeah. I, I said that and then oh, I tweeted, oh my God. I tweeted, oh, I don't understand why races start at three o'clock. 
when I should have put a tone indicator because I, I know why. It's just yeah. like I just don't understand like why we actually still mm-hmm. only start at four o'clock. It's just annoying. Then I got mansplained in the comments, and then people on the West Coast that go to church, so you know, one percent mm-hmm. of the audience was yeah. like, was <laughs> like, um, oh, but I want to, I don't want to miss stage one. That's not fair. I want to see stage one of my Girl, entertainment racing. Missing stage one, you ain't missing shit. Who cares? You're not missing anything too, bro. <laughs> Damn. Like I, I get church. it. Damn, I Tiger. get it, but also. Tiger, oh yeah, get me. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, oh, if I no. went to church, I, I, I can kind of understand. Like, it, it would be frustrating. But then again, it's mm-hmm. just like, ugh, come on, bro. Yeah. We can't and, just like, you know, Bob Pockers actually tweeted this like week, bef- like week before New Hampshire. Like, no, they did that rain tire test. Remember, right. a few months ago, NASCAR uh-huh. determines no, we're not going to bring rain tires to New Hampshire. What if they did? What would they have run them? Do you think? I wonder, because they tested it and they said the test went well. Then, like, no, we're not gonna do it in New Hampshire. They, they, they did the tests, you know. Like, was... no, at New Hampshire, in terms of like that specific race at New Hampshire, or do they mean just like that that specific race? Right. So they just weren't ready. Well, so they just I weren't got ready. You them, think? Okay. I got on them about Bristol Dirt about not being ready for it. So I applaud that. They true. True. If they're not ready, if they need to do more testing, then that's fine. So I, I literally I'm with I'm, that. agree. Bristol Dirt taught me I don't want them to try something if they're not ready. So fair enough. Like fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm glad. Um and also I was just thinking that they did that test and they were gonna try it later this year, maybe, but you know what? You're right. Because I'd rather them smarter, keep testing it. It's probably smarter to just wait for like next season, anyways. Just mm-hmm. like because you don't want to bring it into a playoff race. Like that's no I mean, they would, but you should they would. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna happen. They're gonna bring it to Richmond because that's the other track they can run it at. And then that's like, gonna it's gonna rain. It's in the Richmond playoff. and Martinsville. Martinsville. Oh, that'll be oh. Martinsville in the rain. Sounds I'm fun. just saying Martinsville be good. I'm just yeah. saying. It's just <laughs> honestly though, they mm-hmm. need like really good taillights on cup cars. Like, like an IMSA. Like not like actual like tail lights, like just like something big. Oh, like maybe you mean like a coda? You mean like a coda where they like you couldn't see it that you're talking about? Like I think they should like try to have something where they like kind of. I don't know how they would do this though. Like I w- I just wanted to make sure like you could like put it on the back of the spoiler. I just don't know how you put electricity into it from there. Well, the spoiler's but... big enough they'd be able to fit it. Oh yeah, so. you'd see it. <laughs> Well, not at road courses, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 no, it still works. It still works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, like, you would even like, I don't know, just put lights there. It's, it shouldn't be that hard. Light strips. You could even put it yeah. just around the windows, actually, on the outside mm-hmm. of the windows. That would work. Like, you know how right. trucks like outline like the the back of the truck with lights, like like big yeah. tractor trailers, like something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. I don't know why we're talking about ring racing now, but I think we talked about it in the code episode. Just get better chill lights. Yeah. Um, anything else on Atlanta, New Hampshire, before we talk about the playoffs real quick? The points? Um, I, on my run today, I was, for some reason, looking forward to Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen Or just like really the next fun. NASCAR race. I wasn't thinking, uh-huh. I, I had like just a NASCAR race in my mind. I was like, what's mm. NASCAR racing like? Because I don't remember. It's been two weeks. <laughs> I'm just, ugh, I just, 
Uh, I want to enjoy a NASCAR race more. I just have trouble too, obviously. Right, right. Um, so let's talk about the playoff picture because it got really interesting with Eric Almirola's right. win and Kurt yes. Busch's win. So now the playoffs, there are only three spots left. And Hamlin is still the point leader, somehow, some way. Um, yeah. DSP won. So right now the point leader gets in no matter what when they get to the after the regular season finale. So Thanks, if Bob. Hamlin. So if Hamlin and Larson, if Larson takes the point lead, Hamlin could be in danger if we get three winners, okay? Right. So then you have Kevin Harvick plus 82, Tyler Reddick plus five, Austin Dillon minus five, Busher minus 121, Matty D, which we talked about last week, fun guy, uh, minus 143, then Chastain's minus 144. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's possible, like it's a very slim chance that we get like three, four winners before the chase. Slim chance. Because there's but, four races left. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the two road courses at Watkins Glen and Indy. Then we go to Michigan, I believe. Yeah. And then Daytona. Yeah. I mean, Daytona, you could always get one at Daytona, maybe at a road course. But yeah, no, it just seems unlikely to get right. three winners. I think I think Watkins Glen and Michigan are the two we're going to get like, a, like an Elliott or a, you know, Anyone who's been winning that, Larson probably win Michigan. He's really good there already. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think yeah. those two are probably like, okay, that's going to be a normal driver. Right. But, but then you look at Indy Road Course. Cup's never been there before. Yeah. And then Daytona, that's going to be a shit show. That's anyone's race. It's always a shit show. So uh, it's anyone. I'm not looking forward to Daytona. They, oh, shit. My phone fell. They ruined that race. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, look, if we have three winners and Hamlin loses the point lead, Hamlin, Harvick, Reddick would be out. If, if, that'd be a very unique scenario, but it is possible. You know what was interesting in New Hampshire, though? Uh-huh. Um, Austin Dillon was about to get, like, lapped by Eric Amarola. Uh-huh. He was trying to keep him back there because RCR yeah. has gotten fucked by that because now both of them like or not both of them but austin dylan now is gonna have to fight tyler reddick for that last spot because there's mm-hmm. really there's no catching kevin harvick at this rate in points no. he's like 77 ahead of reddick mm-hmm. um like and then it's like okay if one of them wins that still doesn't really help the issue so no. <laughs> there is like it's just like they both have, almost have to win at this rate yep so that's that's drama right there that's drama and then, I mean, if you look, look at, at the rest of the points, yeah, Chris Bush is like 100 back from Austin yeah. Dillon. Yep. So it's really all about wins now. It is well, about Daytona wins. Daytona's really going to be a shit show, dude. Roush, Roush is really good at Daytona. So I think Busher would have a shot there. And Busher was really good at Homestead, remember? So maybe Michigan? Maybe? Like, I don't... It's kind nah, of falling off. It's like he's not going to win, you know? You, right. You gotta I, win. I, I, I don't think so either. I'm just saying, like, if they that's find their feet again, that'd be an opportunity. Yeah. Um, Daytona, I look at Austin Dillon. I look at anyone. Ricky Stenhouse. I think Stenhouse could be a threat at Daytona. Daniel Suarez. Daniel even. Suarez. Literally yeah. anybody. No, like, literally. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace was probably the best car at the Daytona 500. Oh, my so, God. I didn't realize Cole Custer was 28th in points. Yeah. Custer hasn't been doing good this year. The Stuart Haas cars at all, no. Because Almirola oh, yeah. was 27th. 
And then he won. Right. Mm-hmm. People were mad about that. That's just how it is. It's That's whatever. That's how it is. What do you point. mean? Like, at this point, like, it's whatever. Like, come on. By the way, if we end up getting the 16 winners and Hamlin stays the point leader, then Eric Almarola is out because McDowell's higher in points than Almarola. Yeah. That'd be poor Jackson. So I shouldn't talk imagine? shit about McDowell, but, you know. Could you imagine if Almarola gets kicked out after all this? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Um, sorry, Jackson. Um, but I, I look at the indie road course. Matt Benedetto was r- pretty good at Road America. I don't think he could close the deal, but like Chase maybe. Briscoe was also fast at Chase Road Briscoe. America, and he yeah. won there in the Xfinity race. That's true. So. Um, indie road course should be really interesting. I, yeah, I'm I feel like, for that. yeah, and then. Michigan, like I said, I think that'll be someone we've seen win before. I think Larson's probably going to win there. Um, or Kyle Busch. Then Daytona, like we said. Watkins Glen. Should that be a good caveat over to our race picks, do you think? Yeah, why not? Do we have anything else to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Uh, All right. So this weekend, we have Watkins. NASCAR is at Watkins Glen. And IndyCar is at Nashville for the Music City Grand Prix. Uh, since we're talking about NASCAR, let's do our NASCAR picks right. first. Um, okay. I'm excited. Shit, I, I missed Watkins Glen last year. I really missed it. Well, let's everyone see. missed Watkins Glen last year. You yeah. mean 2019? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like everyone missed Watkins Glen. No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, I missed it. As in, like, oh, I miss it. I miss Watkins Glen. Oh. I meant like that. Oh. No. I'm like, yeah, I missed it because I I missed the 2019 race. That was a good race. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a pick. I can't, man. I'm so over myself. <laughs> I got my pick, too. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. All you right, can do the three, countdown. Two, one, Chase, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Damn it. Okay. Damn it. Fuck. Screw you. Yeah. I saw that let's, coming. Um, I really picked him, I think, for every road course season. He probably has. He even was good at Road America. And he, yeah, and he's got me like a few wins. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't really watch Road America, so like, like I did, but I don't remember anything. See, that's the problem with, with NASCAR races. I I feel like I don't actually like watch watch them anymore. Uh-huh. So then I don't remember anything that happened, which seems very not good considering I run a racing podcast. So, <laughs> right, okay. I'm just looking at Road America results. It's all about what have you done for me lately? Okay. If it wants to load. I have a pick. I don't. Hold up. Wait. No, I have a pick. Fuck it. I have a pick. I I, I got it. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Kyle. Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell. Ooh, spicy. You said uh, Kyle Busch? Yeah, my, I'm going back okay. to my Kyle strategy. 
Fair enough. Back to my Kyle strategy. Literally, all I pick is Kyle Larson, Kyle Bush, and Chase Elliott. <laughs> so, so Christopher Bell finished second in New Hampshire. He finished second at Road America, and he won the Daytona Pro Course. So I think Bell might be a really Dude, sneaky pick. I was imagining. Mm-hmm. I was still imagining Christopher Bell in the ninety-five car for some reason. Oh really? That's how long. I forget I really he was even in that race. I forget he's even in that. I. That's funny. Oh my god! I need to watch NASCAR like now because I'm mm-hmm. like regressing. I'm gonna think that Jimmy Johnson is like <laughs> still teammates with Jeff Gordon at this rate, and Mark Martin's yeah. in the five car. Like that's I'm about to regress to that if I don't watch a NASCAR race. Jesus. Oh man. Um, wow. N- neither of us pick Kyle but Larson. Think... No, he. Well, he could, but I just. Nah, vibe vibe isn't there. Kyle Bush, my vibe has been with Kyle Bush, even though he's had some bad races. I think mm-hmm. it's a perfect time for him to have a week off. He's really good at Watkins Glen. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been really close to winning a lot of races there. I think he only has one win though there. I believe uh-huh. no two. He has two. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, a dark horse really pick, I would say, is Truex. I would say Truex would have been my third pick if you picked Bell. Yeah, we all think. Like we we think he was gonna do good at like road course races, and then like he just mm-hmm. kind of doesn't. Like he's not like he, their their road course program has definitely fallen off. Uh-huh. Um, Chase Briscoe, I mean, he finished sixth at Road America, and I still think mm-hmm. at the Indy Road Course he's a solid top ten. Right. Um, but yeah. So, IndyCar at NASCAR. IndyCar is oh back. I am so excited. The mm-hmm. Music City Grand Prix. This has probably been the best promoted race outside of the Indy 500 that IndyCars had. Yeah, ever maybe. It feels like a new crown jewel. Mm-hmm. You know, they are really hyping it up. Crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it's just such a big deal. Because really, besides, honestly, IndyCar needs more big races. Because besides Indy and Long Beach, I feel like there's no races that are really like big mm-hmm. besides like like St. Pete maybe. But yeah, yeah that's really I wouldn't really consider St. Pete. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think I hope this becomes a new like staple indie car race. Mm-hmm. Um I agree. But yeah, and I you know a ton of money's been put into this race at Nashville. They're gonna go over the bridge. They have a whole safer not safer bridge, they have a whole catch fence along the whole bridge. Um thank God. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously, but like I've been watching the updates for it. It's really exciting. Like the anticipation for it's really building for me. I imagine the catch fence is gonna stay there for like normal traffic, won't it? I don't know. They just put it up. I don't know. I feel like it should. I feel like it's just safer. I'm not a civil engineer or anything, but I just feel like it's <laughs> safer. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't know. I hope they leave it up. I didn't know they did that though. <sighs> okay. I have my pick. pick. All right. right. Three, two, one. Joseph Joseph Newgarden. Fuck you, bitch. I knew you were going to say that. I don't pick him for these, but listen, this is Nashville. Joseph's going to win this damn race. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I know he's going to win. That's why (laughs) I said that. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, who's going to finish second? Okay. Um. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Let me think. You're even wearing uh, a Joseph Newgarden shirt. I figured oh yeah, you'd true. pick him. Damn, I, I telegraphed my pick. Fuck. <laughs> Man. Okay. Mm. 
Mm. Mm, the vibes I'm receiving right now. Mm. Hey, Zach, you should you should pick uh, Jimmy Johnson. He's really good here. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Oh, I should. Yeah, because he has like seven. Um, did you hey? Did you know he's a seven-time NASCAR Cup champion? Yeah, I knew that. Really? I yeah. I can't. I forget sometimes. NBC doesn't <laughs> remind me enough. Um, Jimmy's doing good. That was just a joke. Don't yell at me. Um, no, you know what? Before mm-hmm. we make our picks, I was thinking uh-huh. about the NASCAR race at Michigan in a few weeks and how NBC's uh-huh. going to bring up. Oh, in the past, this has been a fuel mileage race. Some of these playoff guys could get a win when it stages now. But anyways. <laughs> There have been some fuel mileage races though lately, so maybe. There have been. Did okay. we have one at Pocono? Wait, no, yeah, Poc- Pocono and Nashville. Okay. Right. IndyCar. Okay. Oh. Mm. Come on, give me Dalton Kellett, Zach. Give me Dalton Kellett. <laughs> All right. The vibes okay. have received, or I excuse me, I have received the vibes, mm-hmm. and I believe, who, you know what? No, that that's who I'm picking. Okay, I got it. Okay, I got okay. it. Okay, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Colton Alex Below. Okay. okay, so that's usually Alex our backup Pillow. pick. It's Below and Gruda. Alex Below was like the obvious pick, but I didn't want to do that because I feel like this is not the time to pick someone obvious except Joseph. Um, uh-huh. because it's a new track. I picked Colton Herta because, mm-hmm. well, also I was looking, apparently the most wins anyone has this year is two. Mm-hmm. So I see it likely to be that one of the one-time winner guys are going to win. Fair and enough. I was looking down and I saw Colton and I was like, you know what? He's had like almost a month off mm-hmm. to get rid of any bad juju. He's pretty decent at street courses. Yeah. Why not? Well, let's go. Um, this could end up being really bad though if he fucks up. Yeah, I. So my thought was I was gonna pick Pato, but then I was like, this is a new track, and McLaren's just not as good or adaptable. Yeah. Um, or consistent. And Alex Polo has Ganassi. He's very, very quick learner and adapter. Mm -hmm. I could see Polo getting another win. Yeah, that's fair. No, he is a good pick. He is a good pick. Yeah. I mean, especially, I think he's very focused on this championship. So, yeah. And let's talk about the IndyCar championship really quick. This, Joseph Newgarden, like, you and I are biased because we are like huge fans of his. But listen, listen, y'all. We're going to Joseph's hometown. We're going to the Indy Road course where he's really good at. We're going to Gateway where he's really good at. And then we're going to Portland. Like, come on. Come it's on. his chance. These, it's, it's, these it's next time. three, these next three races are go time for Mr. Newgarden, and he's already been on fire the last like two or three races. Come on, come I on now. Say, <laughs> I hope I, I mm-hmm. hope Alex Polo does not finish good. Oh, me too. I think my, he needs to have okay. a bad race. I think he needs to have a bad race. Yeah. Screw saying. my podcast points. I don't. I give that up if Joseph Alex wins. will sacrifice the podcast <laughs> points. Absolutely. For this, for this IndyCar championship. How close are we in IndyCar? I think we're really close. Yeah, we're like eight to seven. Yep. So it's, yeah, our championship's close. I need some wins in NASCAR to catch up to you. NASCAR is 22 11. 
No, you literally do need wins, though. Like, because mm-hmm. you, you would have to win, like, 12. Like, you would have to beat mm-hmm. me in 12 of the next 14 races. So, yeah. You need some uh, wins, man. It's getting tight. Dude, um, if you nail hey, if you nail the winner at Daytona, yeah, I want to I'm gonna pop off for you because that will be such a big deal. Like if you're able to nail that, I came close at Daytona 500. I had the right idea, just a wrong driver. And then somehow I got Kislowski at Talladega right, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of that still blows my mind. So Oof. our podcast pick league is so fun. It is very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, Watkins going to Nashville this weekend. Um, I guess it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, both of these races are on NBC, I believe. So, and they're both um, Sunday, aren't they? Right. mm -hmm. I I think IndyCar at night. I think IndyCar is after Watkins Glen, so I'm hoping that they promote IndyCar like crazy, like they did at Road America for NASCAR for for the Nashville race. Um, because in, the NBC has been really intense with their promotion for the IndyCar race. And what time is Watkins Glen then? Because that means it must be starting at like one o'clock. Um, I think it probably is one o'clock. Fucking finally. <laughs> Looks like it's at two. Okay. So IndyCar is probably at like five. I think so. 4 30. The NASCAR wow. Watkins Glen's a really short race usually. It is. That's I saw life. someone someone on Reddit was like, Watkins Glen is too short. And I did the math. I'm like, no, it's not. Like <laughs> it's the exact same length as Sonoma, like in terms well, of the race. By, by the way, I think I was reading in Central Time. It's 5 30 for Nashville IndyCar uh Eastern. And then oh. I was reading my time in Central Time Zone. And then NASCAR's at three Eastern. Oh, it's oh, still so late. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Two o'clock I, is a good start time, in my opinion. That's pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. But usually right. there are times I have on social media, it's like they're going to start like 14 minutes after that. So right. hopefully. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be a good weekend of racing. Um, racing will be back in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to finish watching the Olympics, though. So, yeah. Um, if, if any of y'all want to watch, like basically every night on NBC primetime, Lee Diffie is calling the track, track races. That was so fun to watch last night. You told me about it. Lee was going off. I love that man. Oh my God. He, he enjoy, I think he enjoys it too. The track races Mm -hmm. are really good. Um, I need to catch up with all the finals though, because watching the Olympics is too hard, but anyways, we'll talk about that (laughs) another time. Bye y'all. Thanks for watching. All right. Thanks for watching or listening. You said oh, watching. <laughs> Listening. <laughs> Listening. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at New Gaiden, Dreamy Zach28, and Gay Racing Pod. Peace out. Bye. Bye.